You've tuned your radio dial to the mystic side. This is magic and the law of attraction with your host, Madame Pamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Welcome to episode 37 of Magic and the Law of Attraction, how to use box spells for manifestation and more. Well, you guys, the universe wants to hand you a great big gift, and it's all wrapped up in a box. Yep, today we're going to be talking about the magic of boxes, box spells, and more. If you like listening to this podcast, why not join me live over Zoom as I record the next episode? Join me on Sundays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern for the live podcast recording and for the extra bonus content, a live Q&A after the podcast where I answer your questions about spells, law of attraction, spirituality, witchcraft, Slavic folk magic, spirits, divination, all the magical goodies. I answer questions about those. So it's free to join. All you have to do is be a member of the Spell Squad. And to do that, all you have to do is sign up at spellsquad.com. And then you'll get the link to join us live on Sunday. You'll get a reminder message in your emails, and we'll see you over here where you can ask your questions. So let's jump into today's topic and talk about box spells. So when we talk about box spells, we're looking at um, container spells, but a specific kind of container spell. You know, there's bottle spells, um, bag spells, charm bags, things like that. But box spells are its own, are their own category of spells, and they have a certain energy about them. There's some key concepts that go along with box spells. First key concept we have to think of when we're devising a spell or we're trying to think up a spell it's nice to have these keywords to understand if this spell is right for the kind of magic that we want to do. So the first keyword is concealment. Box spells have an air of secrecy around them. You know, have you ever been that kid or that adult who gets a box and you shake it to guess what the present is inside? That concealment is delightful. That concealment also keeps out prying eyes. So if you do need to do your magic in secret, for example, or you want to have your magic be private, or um, you want to hide it away in some way, box spells are terrific for that. Box spells also have an element of encapsulation. Encapsulation is to create like a bubble around something, like a protective bubble. You're, you're taking something and you're wrapping it up, right? That, that encapsulation means you're bringing it all together and you're putting something around it, right? So that encapsulation keeps things out there, out there, and keeps things inside, inside. That can be another concept that we think about when we do our box spells. Another aspect of box spells is structure. Most boxes are have four sides or six sides if you look at the top and bottom as well. 
As we think about those box spells and the sides of the box, we're thinking about that structure, those four sides, like the four walls of a house or the four walls around a garden or something like that. That number four is important in magic. It's the four seasons. It's the four directions. It's the four elements. We see that four show up time and time again. And the number four in numerology represents structure, building something, having having walls around something, having that boundary around something. So if we want our spell to have more boundaries, have um, a little more protection around it, that structure of the box also offers that. Another thing going on to, you know, that keyword that we brought up just a moment ago, protection. You know, if we're doing a protective spell, we can put something inside the box and symbolically protect it from the outside world. Or we can put something in a box and protect the outside world from what's inside. You know, you think about, for example, Pandora's box. In the legend of Pandora, she had this box. And inside that box were all the evils and the ills of the world. And the box kept it contained protected the world out there from what was inside the box. So that's another important concept with box spells. The last concept is probably the key concept, the real key concept of box spells, which is containment. It's a container spell. We're containing something. Again, we're containing it inside. You know, people think about like the genie in the lamp or the genie in the bottle that's being contained in the bottle. We can contain something inside that that spell bottle or that spell box in this case and hold it in there, have some control over it. That containment is about having control over something. It can also be about us holding it together, right, or having those healthy boundaries. The main point of a box spell is that the magic won't dissipate or diminish, that it's really holding something for the long term. Very different than some other kind of magic. You know, we do a a cleansing bath, for example, and we're doing it in that moment. And then we go about our life and we may pick up something and we need to cleanse it off again, right? The same thing with a candle spell. We light a candle spell, we send the energy out there, and we give like a big burst, like, you know, a big burst of power, like sending off a rocket. But a box spell is for longevity, something that you want to keep and keep the energy going. So that could be, for example, protection or prosperity or peace in the home or love or these things that you want ongoing, a box spell is perfect for those things. So let's talk about the different kinds of boxes. You know, we think and we can get very, very creative with box spells and it's fun to think about all the possibilities. So of course, you can use a little cardboard box. You know, I think about like jewelry boxes, those little cardboard boxes that we get jewelry in or a box that's super cute and pretty or maybe it's even just a regular cardboard box and you just want to keep it kind of hidden and put away and that can be another way to contain it and keep it hidden in plain sight you know keep that magic um, out of prying eyes it won't attract attention you can also use cigar boxes cigar boxes are amazing i love working with a cigar box for a box spell because number one it's got some room in it that you can put quite a few things in it, most cigar boxes, but also it's got that old time feel, you know, that idea that we're using this cigar box just reminds me like the 1920s and 1930s, a a period of time that I'm, you know, totally in love with. And so we can think about that cigar box being kind of that, giving that old time flavor. Cigar boxes are pretty sturdy as well, and you can use them for many, many years. I have cigar boxes that 
belonged to my dad that he, he didn't smoke cigars, but he used them for storing nuts and bolts in his garage. And I have some of those that I keep and they're really precious to me because my dad used them, you know? So cigar boxes can last a long time, super sturdy. And they have that nice little flap that opens and closes. You can turn it, you know, into an altar or something else that can be a really lovely way to work. Another kind of box you might think about is a wooden box. Now, cigar boxes are often wood boxes, but you can get other kinds of wooden boxes, you know, things that are like, um, that look like treasure chests or boxes that are engraved or decorated or um, have a hinge on it or have a lid on it. You know, we can look at some very, very beautiful wooden boxes that are out there and you can use those for your box spells. Ceramic boxes can also be used for box bells. That's one that people don't often think of. So those little trinket boxes, those little um, china boxes that you get, those ceramic boxes, those, those can be really lovely for a box bell and look really beautiful when put out. And nobody needs to know what's inside. You put your spell work inside and it can just look beautiful on a shelf or on an altar and so on. Another thing to think about now, we're going off into some real creative territory here. I have seen candles that are actually boxes. Yep, it's true. Um, there are boxes, there are candles that are created with a hollow inside and um, you can put things inside. One of the most famous ones that I've seen, you might have seen it, we don't sell it at our shop, but um, there are boxes that are apples and inside is a little Adam and Eve figure inside the apple wax apple box that you can then light and burn as a candle. So that combines a candle spell with a box spell. But you could just use that wax box um, by itself without burning the candle. You know, that's another way to work. Jewelry boxes, beautiful jewelry boxes. These can be turned and transformed into box bell boxes as well. So you might find one at a junk store or thrift store. You might find a cute jewelry box. Maybe you don't want to use it for your jewelry, but you can use it for a box bell. If it has a little musical um, music box in there, that would be really fun. It could add another element to your spell, but that can be another way to uh, another creative way to use a box in your box spell. And then lastly, another super out there creative kind of box are edible boxes. So I've seen boxes that are made out of chocolate or made out of sugar. And so those could be used for spells where you want to sweeten something, for example. So start to get creative and thinking about different kinds of boxes that you can use for your box spells, not just the cardboard box, although those are perfectly fine and great, but you can go to craft stores and find interesting boxes junk stores, thrift stores will have interesting boxes and start looking at those boxes and start thinking about how you can use them for your box spell. So once you've got the box that you're going to be working with, we have to think about what we're going to put in those boxes. So there are so many things that you can put into a box. Now remember that the box spell has the essence of something that's going to be long lasting. So you don't want to put something in the box that's going to be, for example, um, you know, deteriorate or go bad. I mean, the difference is maybe those edible boxes, you not want to keep them so long because they might, you know, deteriorate over time. But you, most boxes are going to last a long time and the things that you put into them should be things that also last a long time. So first thing that, you, you know, I think of boxes for sure, the first thing I think of is petition papers. You can write out your petition of what it is that you want and you, what it is that you want the box to do. So petition papers can be as simple as you write out your wish on it and you put that paper in the box and that's it. But you can also get very elaborate with your petition papers, doing interesting things with writing over the writing that you've written 
using uh, not lifting your pen, for example, as you're writing, creating different shapes, adding sigils, things like that can all be added to your petition paper. Now, one of my favorite box spells, I have a lot of favorite box spells, but one of my favorites is the magic manifesting box, the magic wishing box. I talk about this in podcast episode one. Um, The episode one is how does magic work? And at the end of it, I give a recipe for doing a magic wishing box. All the wishing box is, is simply a box that you're putting in slips of paper with your wishes on it or images or pictures or keywords, things that you find that you want to manifest. And you use that box as the place where you manifest things, almost like it's in that magic box doing its work. And that can be a beautiful way to do that work. Now, you don't want just petition papers. Even in that spell, you can add things to it. So things like crystals can be added to a a magic spell box. Herbs and roots can be added. Again, dried herbs, dried roots are the ones that you want. You don't want something getting moldy and rotten in there. So you put something that's already dried in there and that's perfect for that. You can also add talismans, things like coins or charms, and those sorts of things can be added. Really, you're very, very limitless when it comes to the ideas of things that you can put in your spell box, as long as it's things that will be long-lasting, right? So when we think about a general box spell, what do we do with it? We put our, our you know, cute little petitions of what we want. We added a few crystals. We put in a few herbs that support our intention. Now, what do we do with it? Well, the first place I think of putting a spell box is on an altar. You know, if you, again, if you have that cute little box, you can put it out on your altar and it's going to contain that spell and let it marinate and charge up on that altar where you put so much energy of your magical energy, your magical power. Now, you can also keep it somewhere in the home that's hidden. You might want to put it maybe away in a drawer so that nobody else sees it or knows about it. Or you might want to put it in a space where it seems appropriate. You might want to have, let's say, a box spell for an abundant business at work. Or a box spell for love and attraction could be in your bedroom, for example. You can hide it away in a drawer or in a cupboard or closet or something like that where it's not going to be messed with by anybody if you're afraid that people are going to get nosy or do something like that. Another place that you can put a box spell, very traditional actually, is to bury a box spell. So you can bury it on your own property or bury it on someone else's property if you're working on someone else. So for example, let's say you wanted to... um, do a spell to bring in prosperity into your home. If you're bringing in something, you can bury that little box in the front yard to invite it into your home. If you have prosperity and you want to keep that prosperity, then bury it in your backyard where it's going to stay, right? You could dig a little hole, bury it there, and then just set it and forget it. And there's your box spell for all eternity until some archaeological dig finds it at some point and they go, oh, someone did a box spell here. (laughs) You can also give a box spell away to someone. Now, of course you want this to be not coercive magic necessarily. You could make a box spell and give it to someone. You could tell them not to open it, or you could have them open it if you're giving it to them freely and tell them, you know, what's in there and what you're doing it for. Oh, I made this box spell for you to have peace in your home, or I made this box spell so that you have a prosperous business. Congratulations on your new job here. I want you to have success. Here's your box spell to put this in your drawer at work. And that can be another way, of course, to work with a box spell. Now, my favorite box spell, one, again, I said my favorite one up there was the one that um, we talked about with 
wishing box, right? But I have another favorite box spell, which is the treasure chest spell. So a treasure chest, the idea of a treasure chest is that like the pirates would gather all their loot together and put it in the treasure chest and then bury it somewhere, right? For safekeeping until they could come back and get it at a later time. So you can do a treasure chest spell as well. You can put your treasures, your treasured talismans, your treasured coins, your special lucky you know, charm, all kinds of things in this treasure chest to contain that energy of that magic and then put it on your altar. I always think in a treasure chest spell, it looks great to have a box that has that rounded top like a treasure chest and really can contain that magic and really amplify, let all those things blend together to amplify your good luck, your success, your happiness, and so on. So just the shape of the box itself invites that, and you can put those magical things in there and really get them charged up and going and get that magic going another way. Now, there's another kind of box spell that you guys probably are thinking, Madam Pamita, are you going to talk about a mirror box? Yes, I am. A mirror box is a reversing spell or it can also be a reflection spell. Mirror boxes, mirrors in general and magic reflect back what is sent out, right? So if you look in a mirror and you say to yourself, you got this girl, that's going to be reflected back to you, right? That's a real positive reflective spell. But we can also face the mirrors the other way and reflect and deflect something negative. That's another way of working with mirrors. And then we can use a mirror box to contain, right, container energy, to contain someone who's troubling us and let all their negative energy bounce off the mirrors and back on them. It's a reversing spell. So I'm gonna, in a minute, I'm gonna tell you a step-by-step way to do a mirror box spell. But after this question, after this episode, sorry, you might have questions about magic right? You might be listening to this episode on the podcast and have some more questions about magic. So I want to tell you about a way that you can meet with me for free and ask me questions about your spells, magic, tarot, witchcraft, law of attraction, spiritualism, all the things mystical and magical. Come and join me this Sunday, every Sunday, except for the first Sunday of the month, you can join me for a live taping of this podcast and hear the podcast topic before everyone else. It's my live magic podcasting Q&A. It takes place on Zoom or what I like to call the Spell Squad Clubhouse. And in it, I record an upcoming podcast episode and then I answer your questions about all the magical things, including your questions about box spells. So if you're listening to this or seeing this on YouTube and you have questions about box spells, come on over because it's a free open forum where I can answer your questions, even if you've seen this or listened to this months after we've recorded it. So how do you get to be a member? It's easy. Just go to spellsquad.com, sign up for my newsletter, and you'll get the link that will let you in either over your computer, your phone, or even a regular phone. You can listen in. It takes place every Sunday, except for the first Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to see past episodes, you can check them out on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Pamita. Or you can listen to the podcast by going to magicandthelawofattraction.com or finding, searching for Magic and the Law of Attraction on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. So go ahead and go over to spellsquad.com, sign up today so you can join the Spell Squad. You get a ton of free goodies, and then you get to join me and download some deep spiritual knowledge. It's always fun in our clubhouse, and I'd love to see you over here. 
So here's what you need to do a mirror box spell. You're going to need a box. You're going to need some mirror tiles. You're going to need a glue gun and you're going to need some modeling beeswax. The modeling beeswax is important because you're going to create a poppet representing the person, yourself or someone else that you want to reflect the energy back to. You want their energy reflected back. Now you could use the spell for yourself. Perhaps you want to magnify your success or amplify your good luck. You could do a mirror box where you put those lucky charms in and put your poppet of yourself in to amplify that energy. But it's a fantastic way to use a mirror spell to deflect negative energy. It's clean, no problem. You're not doing anything malefic or, or harmful to someone else. You're just letting them reflect their own energy back to them instead of it going out to you and other people out there. So create that poppet, set it aside, get your glue gun and your mirror tiles, and then glue the mirror tiles to the inside of the box, right? So it's almost like you're creating a little house of mirrors in there. Then once you've done that and those have cooled down and dried, you place the poppet inside the box and close the box. Now, if you are doing this for yourself to amplify something good for yourself, you know, you can add, as I said, those charms, those good luck things, those positive things to that, and then put it away in a secret place. No problem. If you're doing this as a reversing spell to let somebody's negative energy just bounce back to them, like I am rubber, you are glue, you're not, whatever you say bounces off of me and sticks to you, um, then you're going to not want to keep it in your home and you're going to want to bury it. Now, traditionally for reversing, like a hard reversing, we would take this mirror box spell and bury it in a graveyard somewhere because you want to be completely done with it, right? But you could also be bury it somewhere off your property, take it out somewhere, do, you know, just take it away from your home and bury it somewhere where it can't be found, right? So, that's how you do a mirror box spell. If you'd like to get, you know, the things for the spell, most of these things can be found at your local craft store, the glue gun, the mirror, even the boxes can be found there as well. The modeling beeswax is a little harder to find, but we sell it at the Parlor of Wonders. We have a modeling a beeswax poppet kit that you can make, or you can just get the modeling beeswax on its own. And you can find those at parlorofwonders.com. So does it, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you'd like to get more information about magic and spells, and check out my blog over at parlorofwonders.com. Just go to parlorofwonders.com, go to learn, and then go to blog where you're going to find all kinds of articles teaching you about magic, tarot, witchcraft, law of attraction, spiritualism, all the magic and mystical goodies that you could possibly want. Lots of free resources there at the Parlor of Wonders. And don't forget, if you have questions about all that good magical and mystical stuff, then you can join me live over Zoom on Sundays. Just go to spellsquad.com, get the secret code to come on in our little clubhouse here. And I also want to tell you, if you go to spellsquad.com, you'll get a free copy of my gorgeously illustrated ebook, Seven Secrets to Supercharge Your Spell Work. Just go to spellsquad.com, you'll get that and you'll get into our clubhouse to join us for the live podcast recording. I want to say a huge thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed and shared this podcast with your friends, and big, big love to the fabulous folks who have left reviews on iTunes. Those reviews really, really help get the word out there to the wider, wider world about the podcast that it's back, and I appreciate you taking the time to do them. I want to say thank you to Jill Navarre for producing and engineering this episode, and to Manfred Hofer for announcing this episode. And I want to say a big thank you 
to you for joining me, whether you're joining me in the recording or you're here live. I look forward to seeing you again next week when we'll be discussing magical spells using runes. So until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. Yeah.